Welcome to episode 22 of People Behind the Business, a show for small businesses with small teams and huge ambitions. I'm your host, Rosemary Richings. This week's episode is thanks to a Facebook Live session that I did in Miranda Namias' Facebook group, Grow Like Woe. Well, basically what I'm going to do is I am going to play you a segment from that because I feel that if you didn't get the chance to listen into that session, that there is a great deal that you can learn from that. It's focusing specifically on goal-oriented blog content and how you personally can make that part of your business as a small business owner slash entrepreneur. So first things first, here is an intro to my work, and then it will segment into the original live. My name is Rosemary, and I am and I am a specialist in blog content promotion and audience outreach strategy. I help e-commerce and retail brands that are driven by their love of improving the lives of their community and reaching their target audience in a meaningful way. So this has led to me working with clients like Yellow Pages Canada and eBay and writing for websites like Search Engine Journal and Buffer. So um, the most essential parts of today's session uh, are the three frameworks. This was coined by the folks over at HubSpot. Uh, they are a marketing company who have very much uh, pioneered the modern concept of uh, inbound marketing. So they, I really, really strongly recommend checking them out if you haven't heard of them already. So uh, it basically boils down to three things. And I have got them written over here. Awareness, consideration, decision. So basically what those three frameworks are is uh, they are part of the buyer's journey. So the buyer's journey is the journey that literally anyone goes on when they're considering purchasing a product or service uh, and they're looking things up online and just trying to figure out if they're ready to purchase. So let's talk about the first part of the framework, and that is awareness. So awareness is when buyers realize that they have a problem and that they need to solve it. So, all right, so just to give an example of what that would tie into, um, basically, this the awareness stage is let, let's say I am a florist and I'm starting a blog. The awareness stage would be where someone wants to buy 
a gift for a friend's birthday coming up and they don't know necessarily what they're going to buy, but uh, they just are sort of looking around and thinking maybe I'll, maybe I'll get some clothes, maybe I'll get a gift certificate. But this helps really just um, imply a sense of urgency. What is great about buying a gift for your friend right now? Why would, um, why, what would benefit? Like for instance, in the case of the florist, perhaps it would be a nice way to build the relationship. Say it's, it's a colleague, it's, uh, it's someone you work with. Uh, so it, you can maybe do an awareness post about something like that. And then that brings us to the next stage consideration. So consideration is when the buyer researches a solution. Oh, well, I could buy flowers for my friend. And um, so how could flowers be a gift? Why flowers? Why not? Um, why not a sweater? Why not a gift certificate to their favorite store um and then that moves on to the next one in the step which is decision the last stage of the process um where at this point they're they're going you know what maybe flowers would be the best gift so um why not look at these three flower shops uh, so what do you, what makes them different? How, what is the benefit of buying from one versus the other? So that would be where you would focus specifically on a benefit. You would focus on how you approach things. Perhaps you serve a specific neighborhood. Perhaps you've done well with a specific niche of flowers, whether it be a funeral or a wedding or birthdays, uh, going back to the earlier awareness stage. So, um, all right. So uh, those are the three frameworks that you can always go back to in order to inform your future blog posts. So I'm going to repeat that again. Awareness, all about problems your clients or customer faces and why it's urgent to find a solution right now. Consideration, a post that finds parallels between someone's problem and what you offer. And then there's decision. So why you? This can focus on everything from how you do things to how you work with others. So um, moving on to the next bit. All right, so big part of what I wanted to talk about is that really tough question of what happens when you run out of ideas. And that 
that's where this framework can come in handy. But you also have to keep in mind that um, you need to talk to people too. You need to be asking your subscribers, your social media followers, uh, like-minded social media, Quora, and Reddit groups, uh, things like that. But I totally realize that you're all busy entrepreneurs and um, you might not necessarily have the time to engage in a ton of groups. So really what I encourage you to do is to narrow down those groups you're engaging to, with to just a few. So let's say you are trying to reach an audience similar to Miranda's. Um, you could then join three Facebook groups uh, that all relate to something relating to entrepreneurial questions and things like that. And then maintain a newsletter. You could, you could ask around with your social media followers. And what you really need to do is find the patterns. So you need to start simple, but deliberately broad. So you need to ask them, what aspect of what you specialize in do you have questions about? And then take, take it from there. Often they're surprisingly receptive of uh, those questions. And those questions are often what help um, build relationships along with helping you create content that uh, helps other people uh, in an active way. So, but I totally realize in some of the groups like your social media groups and your Reddit groups and things like that, um, you have to approach that in a different way. So, um, you can also take a look at um, the questions these groups are already asking. Um, do you notice any patterns? Uh, do they have any questions about your industry? And then you can really just um, move on to what your clients slash customers are asking you about the most. So the other essential bit is um, the conversations you're already having. So what are people asking you about your work at networking events, family dinners, in Facebook groups about your industry? Do you notice that any questions come up the most often? And so in order to keep things really goal-oriented, um, I am encouraging you today to really start keeping track of those patterns that you notice uh, both in terms of what your followers are asking and what your clients are already asking. This can involve using systems like uh, Trello and Asana, or you could go the old school route, which I remember having a conversation with Miranda about uh, in terms of 
in terms of the system she uses to keep track of her content, she said she was a spreadsheet girl. So it's really, you can use any one of those three systems to start keeping track of those patterns. And best thing about that is that these are all free things you probably already have access to. These are all systems that you already have access to, and it will allow you to build relationships with your readers. So, um, and so you're going to think from the perspective of the blogs you read. When do you find it hard to keep up with new content? And if a blogger didn't post anything new for a while, at what point would you lose interest and spend your time on a different blog? And the reason I ask that, though, is because really that's you have to think like the reader in that way. I have found over and over again when I've worked with my clients is that there's too much of a misconception that you have to be blogging a whole bunch of times per week. But you know what? That's not necessarily true. Um, the most important thing is consistency, being timely, and getting to know what works the best for both yourself and your audience as well. And the reason why that's the most important part, though, is because it's about maintaining your message. It's about personal accountability. It's about helping people get used to patterns. But what I want to encourage you to do is not get too wrapped up in the when of where you're posting. I think people overthink this way too much. And it's really about picking a time that works best for you. So what would that one be anyways? So that would be asking like-minded people in your target audience where they're most likely to sit down and read a blog post beginning to end. As we were talking about earlier, this, a great way to find this out is to ask around in the communities you're already part of and to ask your followers as well. Um, and then there's the matter of how your schedule fits into this. If you're listening to this, you're, uh, this group, as you know, is it's all entrepreneurs. So we're busy people. You're likely either managing things all on your own while having your family responsibilities and things like that. So finding that when, it's not just about finding a when that works for other people. It's also about your schedule. So I want you to really consider important things like when do you have time to sit down and write? How long do you need to find appropriate research? How long do you need to put together images, graphics? And if you work with the team, um, how long do things take for them to put things together? So 
Which brings me to the next point, which is about the fact that writing is only half the fun. As I was saying, you always have to go back to these frameworks. So the buyer being aware that they have a problem, consideration, they're considering a certain solution that you can help with, and then decision, deciding amongst a few different things. So you really need to make the whole engagement process with not only your audience and figuring about out what to write about next, but also in terms of your promotion plan. So about two weeks ago, um, I brought this up on my blog as well. So um, there is a concept called the 80-20 rule. The 80-20 rule basically is about 80% promotion and 20% just sitting down and writing that darn post. Um, so I, what I want you to do when you consider these frameworks is as well to consider groups where people are in those three stages of the process. People are people know they have a problem that you can help with. People are considering a solution. They're looking at a few different solutions to the problem and they're trying to make a decision. And the, I go back to that framework in terms of promotion because uh, that's what you also need to look for as well. Um, Facebook groups you're likely already part of are likely filled with places where you can be that courteous person who answers questions. Who uh, And then there's places like influencers you can you can start pounding out emails and talking to them about their their content and trying to encourage them to share if they're like-minded trying to encourage them to share with their audience as well i found that really helped for instance with uh my pro blogger post where uh, Jeff Bullis, he tweeted about uh, a post I wrote for ProBlogger on image tools. And then next thing I know, the engagement exploded. Uh, circumstances like that are where you can really benefit as well. And then because I'm running out of time, uh, last but not least, um, the most important thing is that as well, is along with this promotion, what will really help save you time is getting a good social media automation tool like CoSchedule or SmarterQ or Buffer uh, or Hootsuite. Uh, look at the three and um, which one you go with really boils down to your, your budget really above all else. Um, so to sum things up, blogging when done strategically helps people who may buy something from you or not in the future. So 
And then you also have to remember to not write and promo your posts just to spam people and get better SEO results, but use it to actually help people. Um, take the initiatives in the groups you're part of to actually help to offer value. And if you show up consistently, then people will remember that. And that's the most important form of marketing with your blog that you can possibly do in terms of that 80-20 rule I was talking about earlier. So, all right. So if you take nothing else away from this session, I'm going to end it by once again going to the frameworks that I was talking about earlier. Awareness, aware of a problem, consideration, considering a few different people's solutions, and then trying to figure out how that can help. And then decision, making a decision amongst all the three different options. So next time you feel stuck on your blog posts, go back to the framework that, the, that I just discussed. And that will really help you find blog posts that will offer value in the future. So um, in the description, I link to my free resources and the Systematic Marketing School landing page. So if you go there, um, you can learn more about it. So just check out the link in the description. So just wanted to let you know that this is the last episode of 2018 and I will return with more podcast episodes early on in January with an episode on strategic branding with Robin Young. So if you're listening to this uh, when it first goes live, happy holidays and have a wonderful new year. And if you're not and the holidays have already passed, then feel free to listen to the Robin Young branding episode as well, which is a great follow-up to this discussion. And if you like what you heard, tell all your friends, leave a review, and I'll see you soon on future episodes.